should see Wilson from the Family Office Club. Today we're doing a member spotlight interview with Chris Coleman from Red5 Security. Welcome, Chris. Thanks for having me, Rich. I'm sure by the name, uh, some people can either you know, guess that you're doing some type of security work for family offices or private investors. Can you explain um, you know, what it is you do? Absolutely. So Red5, we've been in business for about 15 years. We focus on privacy, security, and resiliency services for high net worth families and corporations. And that is both the digital and the physical side of security. Okay. So I'd imagine that, does that cover things such as um, cybersecurity, um, as well as, you know, safe rooms or figuring out um, private security as you travel to Colombia or Russia or at-risk areas? Is that, you know, it's kind of the full scope and gamut of what you would expect? Yes, that's, that's pretty much the way we look at it. We, we like to say that we handle the full spectrum of security from digital on one side through operational to personnel investigative due diligence all the way down to executive protection and then getting into privacy and resiliency and bouncing back from, from adversity like we're going through at this time in our country. Sure. And um, I know you've been around a couple of years longer than the family office club has. So you've grown a lot, you know, over that time, I'm sure. How many team members do you have over the, over the 15 years? What have you built up to now? So we've, we've grown basically from, from me, uh, much, much like yourself. Uh, we are about 90 employees today. Oh, congratulations. And to get to 90 employees, you know, we're only at 16, but I just know that you don't get there unless when you sit down with a client who's done their homework, not every client will do their homework. Some will say, Hey, John referred me. Trust John, you're hired basically if it sounds good, but for the people who do their homework and do kind of an RFP process or really dig into the top two or three providers, like let's say a multifamily office is tasked with finding the best security firm and they have to put that report to their client. How are you winning those clients? Like you must have something that's not just the full spectrum, but you must be very strong in one or two things or good at, at something that helps close that client. What, what is that? Our, our biggest thing has been for our clients is that we really listen. Um, they come to us and they typically have a pre, uh, sort of predetermined solution. Uh, we needed executive protection detail. Hmm. And we sit down with them and go, well, let's, let's take a step back and let's actually elicit from you how you got to where you are today. What, what were the series right. of incidences that happened and got you here? And then we actually walk through that because nine times out of 10, they don't need what they think they need. Mm. And we can many times get them to a solution that's far cheaper or far mm. less intrusive, or might be a digital solution instead of a physical solution. And I think that's what the clients like. You actually listened mm. to me. You asked me good questions and you gave me a solution that was very succinct and precise to the problem. So an example of that could be a rapid response type system in place when, in, when they fear that something might be starting to go wrong or social media guidelines and monitoring so that you're not exposing yourself to, hey, we're on vacation, our house is empty. Or those, are, right. Is it that type of preventative measures that you guys help put into place? Is that yeah, Absolutely. So a lot of times it's, you know, what, what has been exposed to the public? And so we sit down and we take a look. But, you know, we've had people come to us and we have a, we have a problem with our, our house or our state and help us tackle these three or four things. And we start getting into it and it's, it's not about a physical threat from the outside. It may actually be an insider threat that mm -hmm. is creating concerns with someone on their staff or maybe there's a fraud or there's, a, there's another issue coming that was not anticipated, but being so close to the problem as a, a family office, there's a lot of trust you know, among staff and there's a lot, of, a lot of history with staff. And a lot of things that people don't see are the things that are going on right in front of them and they, they don't want to see them, which, which is understandable. We're all human beings, but we do. It's right. open source, it's social media, it's travel security, it's, it's all of the above. 
Right. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I think it's not, you know, sometimes fun for people to talk about, but the wealthy get targeted often. You know, one of my clients said um, he heard their staff talking in their office and one had gotten um, in a car accident on the way to work and they got hit by a, a G-Wagon Mercedes. And one of the other people on their team said, oh, well, this is your lucky day. You just go after them for all that they've got. And, you know, um, some people don't even realize that other people have that attitude. Um, that just doesn't even seem like a natural human thing to be going through someone's brain. But you're a target to others many times, which is why, you know, uh, people want to be want to be careful and use a firm like yours. I mean, it's part of the reason why, of course, there's all different motivations and scenarios that can come up. Um, what's the number one reason why you get engaged? Like when you get a reach out, is it because there was an incident? Is it because there is an incident happening in real time and then they keep you on for monitoring or what's kind of the, the thing which really gets the, you know, the conversation going? Historically, it's been that, that they've discovered a problem. They have a, a problem with a staff member. They've, they've been hacked. There's a breach in their data. Uh, there could be uh, that they're going to a new environment that they've never been before. Perhaps it's a, it's a messy divorce, uh, bankruptcy, or, or perhaps a new inheritance. So it's usually a life-changing event that, that has occurred. It could be tragic. It could be an emergency. And that's historically been when we get a call. And it's typically through someone that's referred them to us. It's at, at the family office level, it's very, you know, call another family office that you know and trust. And who have you used? Right. So that's, that's really where a lot of our work comes. But in, in the recent years, we've been, we've been known for being more proactive and more innovative. So people are calling us and saying, what, what do I not know about the future? What do I not know about oncoming threats? As, mm -hmm. as the, the wealthy, the affluent families are, are actually getting younger in our, in our country, we're seeing that, that sort of more technology-savvy groups come up, and they are right. aware of the threats. And so right. their questions can be more, more uh, I say, forward-leaning, more, more forecast-oriented. Right, right. So you can almost do kind of a security audit to see where the holes are. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, do you want to plug these holes now that you know that they're there, um, et cetera? Okay. And then what, what do you do for your value-add process? All obviously starts with listening better than you think maybe some others do. Um, are there a couple other standard steps as kind of um, a process for onboarding or serving a client that's typical, or is it very curated to the individual and it's not really a standard process to, to work with people? It is a standard process in that we, we listen, we elicit, we make, ask really good questions. We try to understand the totality of the conditions that they're operating under. Then we will go back and assess what the best approaches are for that challenge. And then we just deliver and we close strong. And we know that, you know, we don't have to be there forever. You know, a lot, a lot of vendors get in with family offices and they don't ever want to leave. Right. But the reality is with security, while it's a persistent challenge, a lot of family offices don't want people in their orb all the time. And we understand right. that. That's, a, that's an intrusive place to be. Right. So what we like to do is we say, we'll listen, we'll elicit, we'll come in and we'll assess, we'll deliver the services, and then you know how to find us. And right. if you need us to come back, that's great. If we're providing ongoing recurring monitoring services or some sort of, some sort of uh, offering that's sort of subscriptive, we're happy to just stay. Um, and in some instances we go away and two years later they say, hey, we just bought a new house in South America. Can you come in and design the residence in South America? Right. Um, it's, it's really a, a relationship we want that's long-term. Um, and that's really delivered, uh, I think, over-delivered for all of our clients over the 15 years. We've had a at one point, we're at 90% repeat or referral rate. Right, right. Yeah, you don't get to 90, back. 
you don't get to 90 employees without some repeat business, right? right exactly. no, I know that for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's the number one due diligence question an investor should ask if they're looking to hire a security firm? Whether or not you ever get asked that question, you know, if you sold your company for $100 million tomorrow and you were going to go hire a security firm, you know, what's that number one question you would ask? I would definitely want to know about past performance. Who have you worked with in the past? And I know there's confidentiality issues there that, that the family offices always are challenged with. Right. Uh, but you can get some permission in some instances to talk about it. I think I would ask your peers who they've seen and heard, heard you know, about lately that does the work well. Mm -hmm. Just because a firm is splashed all over you know, advertising and marketing doesn't mean it's the best firm for you. Mm -hmm. uh, we pay a lot of attention to culture. So how, how will you handle my family? How will you handle the intimate parts of our, our engagement? Or do you take it seriously? Because um, a lot of folks will say, I can do that. I can do that. Uh, your question to me was, how many employees do you have? How deep is your bench? Um, there are so many people in the security business right now that came out of the military law enforcement and they're one man shops. Right. And they, they can do a certain amount of work, but not maybe as deep as you'd like them to. But Right. Right. And, and to be honest, I didn't know you had 90 employees. I was hoping you weren't going to say three. <laughs> but uh, that was a little dangerous to ask uh, as a question, I guess. I should have done, yeah. done a little more digging there first. But, um, right. you know, what, what, what's the $100,000 piece of advice you could provide to someone? Because, you know, if you hire the wrong firm, you know, uh, sometimes services will be much less expensive than that with, with some firms or some services. Sometimes it might be 300000 a year for a big family office to get security service, um, what could you provide to people to avoid making a big hiring mistake in the space or avoid theft because they didn't put security in place, you know? Right. I think one of the questions I would tell family, I tell family offices today is, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, if you as a family office could know in advance where the threats and vulnerabilities are, would you want to know that in advance so that you could avoid problems? And whether it's investing, whether it's hiring a new security company, whether it's you know, choosing where uh, you invest your next amount of money for, for capital investment, wouldn't you want to know what you don't know? And our right. whole approach is taking away the unknown and allowing those families to make good decisions about who they hire, who they bring into their orb, where they're going to put their money and who they're going to trust. Right. And I would also look at pedigree. Where, where have these firms been in their previous careers? I'd see, you know, from our perspective, we've been, our, our leaders are from CIA, FBI, Secret Service, in the military, and they've spent time in the private sector doing engineering work. So we were bringing a very high pedigree. And, and if you don't ask about those things or, or take them into account, it matters. But I think right. those are important things that need to be asking either who they hire or whoever comes on board. Right. Makes sense. Okay. And Chris, what's the best way to learn more about your firm, to get in touch with you if somebody has questions, if they need a, you know, a security audit of what's going on in their life or with a client of theirs? Yeah, it's easy to find us on the web, www.red, the number five, security.com. And you can just Google Red 5 Security and we'll pop right up as well. I'm happy to respond to LinkedIn requests. We're also you know, heavily involved in LinkedIn. Those are the two easiest ways to get hold of us. Okay. Great. Well, I've only known of um, one or two other firms in this space, honestly, and I've been running the Family Office Club for 13 years. So I'd be happy to keep in touch and uh, potentially refer over clients or people that just need to make sure they're getting the right type of security help from the right firms. So I appreciate you being a member of the Family Office Club and uh, doing this interview with us here today.
Rich, happy to do it. We, like I said, we uh, we over deliver. People are happy uh, when they when they work with us, and and it usually speaks volumes to how we get referred in. So happy to be affiliated with Family Office Club. Makes sense. Great. Thank you, Chris. Thank, Thank you, Rich.